Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming in from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Boy, am I happy to announce that my beautiful, gorgeous, and amazing wife, Victoria, is 14 weeks pregnant with our little child, and we couldn't be more happy. I wanted to let you know, if you are listening to this consistently, you'll see an episode right before this called In Vitro Fertilization, Our Journey. Uh, we basically sat down and recorded a v- v- most raw, and there's only a few tiers of uh, episode about our journey of uh, IVF and struggle with infertility. Uh, people seem to really like it. People are downloading it. People have reached out, which has meant the world to us. It really, really does. I won't ramble on too much about it here. Uh, so if you're interested in learning about what our journey with infertility and IVF was to get to where we are now, uh, you can go back to the previous episode. And I promise you that will probably be the only episode like this that I ever do, unless something else happens in my life. Uh, but I continue to keep them more uh, like this, so that will be our out-of-canon episode. But uh, but thanks for anyone who listened or checked it out or reached out. It really meant a lot to us because it was a long two and a half years. And I guess now that my wife, it's out, my wife's pregnant, people know, I guess it's going to seep into the podcast because I hear uh, babies change things. Well, today's guest is Kevin Gallagher. He has a podcast called He has a podcast called Everything Is Awesome. He is basically me, I think, but he lives in Pennsylvania or vice versa. Because what a wonderful dude! I could have talked to this guy for at least six hours without even stopping, but unfortunately, I usually record these at night and need to go to sleep, so I only do about an hour. Uh, we both love Kevin Smith and video games and movies and geekness and all oh, just. Kevin's a great guy, He's super, super into the podcast scene, especially in the Philly area. Seems to know everything and everyone, and I think you're just going to listen to this, and he just has so much enthusiasm when he talks, and it really, it's inspiring. Um, so Kevin's a great guy. We're gonna, I'm going to guest on his show at some point, so I'll let you know when that goes up. Um, as always, I'm on Twitter, at Let's Chat Podcast. There's a Facebook page, uh, my network page, obviously, CoreTempArts.com. Uh, Kev... Kevin's doing something really cool. He he has a webpage you should check out called nerdykev.com, and he's doing some fundraising for these T-shirts for cancer research called Funk Cancer, and it's dedicated to his poor uncle who had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. You know, we didn't really talk about it much in the episode, but I've been reading through the site, uh, and it's a great thing. I don't think... I think you're the rarity nowadays if you can sit here and be like, I don't know anyone who hasn't been affected by cancer. How can we all not relate to it? I, I've lost friends. My my mother had it twice. It's, uh, you know, we all know someone who's had cancer. And uh, so shout out for Kev for being like an awesome, enthusiastic geek who loves Kevin Smith and video games and podcasting. And then also doing something good with his time and raising fundraising, doing some fundraising for cancer research. So go to his site nerdykev.com you can find everything there and you could uh, donate we would really appreciate that uh if you do let me know i think um that would just be really nice it would make me feel good uh as always oh yeah follow him on twitter at that nerdy kev um just what a rad dude uh you can also check out my other podcast that uh, me and uh nathan winthrow uh previous guest now got going we're recording pretty soon again called Sketched Out on TV. We're going to get it up on iTunes pretty shortly. We might be looking for guests, so keep your ears open. And uh, let's get to it. Let's Chat with Revel and Friends is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, and movie podcasts. Check out our other shows, That Pop This Live, Talking Shondaland, We Got Five, and TV Ate My Brain at courtsandparts.com. I'm not a rap enthusiast. 
hog a hog and never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight 'cause I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid Capri, Funk Master Flex, Love Funk Star Ski. Well, so I think it's I, I do want to ask you first, like uh, I love talking to people who make podcasts because I want to talk about the fuck ups because yeah. um, I've got some good ones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after nine years of doing it. Are Holy we, wait, shit. Are we starting? Is yeah. Start? Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you, there's no real intro. I just OK. Um, okay I, well. I roll into it and then I'll put something I'll find a spot to cut it in. And then okay. I uh, just do record an intro beforehand. Since I was um, listening to this other interview show called Twenty Five O'Clock Pod, um, he does the ambush uh, ambush uh, intro like like this, and I always said I'll never get caught in it. Damn yeah. it, I got caught in it. <laughs> I think I, I probably stole it from Nerdist because I think that's how they do it. Okay, okay, um, yeah, but yeah, after nine years of podcasting, I uh, I have plenty of. Uh, Wait, I'll back up right there because podcasting has been around maybe 11, 10, 11 years. So you got in at the ground floor. Yeah, yeah. So podcasting, I mean, I guess the term, if you're going to go by the term podcasting, has been around for about 10 years, maybe almost going on 11 at this point. Um, but if you really think about it, and I, and, and I had this discussion on another show, um, podcasting has really been around for quite some time like radio shows have been doing it i think they called called them web clips maybe but mm -hmm. i like kid chris and out here in philly um matt and huggy a lot of the, the philly talk shows out here prior to 2006 even Opie and anthony i think did it back in the day yeah you could go and just download web clips uh and it was usually just like all the talky parts of the show yeah uh, so well, that's I mean, true really, the medium has been around forever, but yeah, and as, it's just it's just radio. It's essentially it's just old time radio. Yeah, but yeah, I, I got in uh, on the ground floor. I um I uh, it's weird because I feel like I tell this story a lot on my show. But uh, so when I used uh, about ten years ago, probably well longer really, but ten years ago, um I I was wrestling and then and then uh, a couple months later, um I I broke my ankle and. Uh, I, you know, it was, I was at the point where I was like, well, I need to do something creative. What do I do? And I always had this idea of being a, a radio DJ, mm -hmm. but it was more so like a, like the shock jockey type. So not like your DJs that like drop music, more like along your terms of Howard Stern and Opie and Anthony and, and all those free FM guys later down the pike. Um, and that's how I started podcasting. I had a friend that said, Hey, you want to host a podcast? And I said, fuck yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like deep down somewhere I was always like, I kind of want to do that, but then I never had the means or know-how. And yeah. then it's just – yeah, it's it's insane. It's nine years, man. I was like getting cocky the other day. I was like, I've been doing this for three years. I've never not quit anything after three years. And just <laughs> Well, so – and I, I always – everyone's like, wow, you've been doing it for nine years. That's great. Granted, I probably have not uh, – I so my current show, Everything is Awesome. Uh, which is pretty much this show, but not as good. Um, not true. <laughs> uh, it, it, that is, um, I've been recording it now for uh, just over a year. We just okay, had yeah, our yeah. anniversary, September 28th, but we didn't start airing until February of 2016. But well, yeah. prior, so, you were so doing we're, a show before that too, right? Yes, but I probably would say that the show I did before Everything is Awesome. Uh, 
maybe a year or two before that. So like, it's nine years with plenty of gaps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so not nine years straight, but definitely at least nine. I've averaged more than one podcast a year, probably. That's impressive. So what are the early podcasts you're listening to? Uh, that I listen to, um, so I actually, what's crazy is I just did this on Twitter for International Podcast Day. Oh, nice. Um, I, and I, I, but I, not original idea. I stole it from, uh, my buddy, uh, Jeff Stormer from Party of One Podcast. But I went through some, uh, my, like, history of podcasting as a, as a listener and a, and a, uh, producer, I guess. Um, I would say, I think the first podcast I, I really listened to, um, was, uh, Smodcast with Kevin Smith and Scott Moser. Yep. All right. So this, when you, I heard you mention Kevin Smith in one of your podcasts, I'm like, all right, we're buds. That's, yeah. he's got that thing about him, right? It's just like yeah. you find your clan when you, you find Smith fans. Exactly. In fact, one, uh, my first guest ever on this, uh, on my podcast, Everything is Awesome, um, was uh, Garrett Smith, who is a Philadelphia stand-up comedian, a podcaster in his own right. Um, we met um, through, when I hosted this show called Happy Hour, uh, I, like, all my co-hosts had bailed on me, and I was like, I, like, I, how do I find a co-host? And um, we, so I went to Craigslist and, like, had mm-hmm. this thing called Happy Hour Idol. Um, and I was also, uh, contracted with the show called the Stabcast at the same time. So, so the host of the Stabcast was like my temporary co-host until I found somebody. This dude, Garrett, like we just bonded instantly. It was like one of those, like, wow, we just have great communication with one another, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then we found out that we both like Bruce Campbell and then the icing on the cake was Kevin Smith. We were just huge, um, Kevin Smith fans. So much so that one at one point we hosted a show called Sunday Pod, <laughs> which, which was I think uh, basically the precursor to I think there's a podcast out there I don't listen to it but it's called Fat Man on That Man. Yes, I've seen that one and I haven't listened to it. Yeah, essentially uh, I have not listened to it, but from what I understand, Sunday Pod was exactly that to the point where we ran an ad on Tell Him Steve Dave. Um, and not only did they read it, but they made fun of us for it, too. <laughs> Rightfully so. Okay, so what was uh, the early podcast you're listening to? I definitely want to talk about Smith, too, but I want to hear your early – what's because podcasting nine years ago. I don't even know what, what, where we were. And, and yeah, I mean, it's it's. I was uh, tweeting about this, trying to think, and honestly, I think I pretty much stuck to the Smith family because I, I can't think of a podcast that el- that I listened to – Aside from Smith, because back then I was traveling for work, like you mentioned you were doing. So I listened to a lot of that. I listened to a lot of, um, uh, like the web clips, as we were saying, like mm. Chris is, he was, um, a big afternoon guy in Philly. And then when Stern left and Opie and Anthony, I think Opie and Anthony eventually took over mornings here in Philly. Like we went through, who was, who was after Stern? It was, um, David Lee Roth. Oh, really? I, we had yeah. Dee Snyder in Connecticut. So it was David Lee Roth was New York and I thought most of the major markets. But then after David Lee Roth, uh, it definitely went more. OK, it was different per city. So Philly, I don't I think mornings in, in New York were Opie and Anthony mornings in Philly. And I oh, God, I, I know I talked about this with somebody recently and I'm glad I'm bringing it up again because it's not someone I someone I talk about often. Danny Bonaducci. Yes. He yes, on- he did have a radio show because I watched his shitty reality show for some reason mm-hmm. with his and way too hot of wife for that insane man. He was – Was he great. good? Great. Yeah, I loved listening to him. He, 
Uh, David Lee Roth, I don't think lasted more than a year. I, th- I think he, he was set up to fail because he was on after Stern and, and it was just, I honestly think they hired him because, okay, people will listen because it's him, but this gives us a year to find somebody else. This, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but he just seems like too much of a narcissist to let someone take over and kind of guide the show. I, maybe I liked him though. I, I liked David Lee Roth. I liked yeah. that more. So, and, and maybe it's because I come from a world where I don't really like, uh, music. Like I, I enjoy it and I'll listen to it when I, when I'm in a mood for it. But uh, I've always been a talk guy, and, and you know, I, I mentioned it like it was something I always kind of thought about doing. Mm. Uh, I mean, whenever I, I've been, dr- I'm 32, so I've been basically driving for 16 years. It's great when I find people my own age because then it's so, so easier, so much easier to talk. We're, about we're just gonna get all the same cultural references now. Like finally, I also think everyone I meet is my age, which is really bad. Like I just like everyone's thirty-two. Like whatever age I am, I just assume everyone is, and I'm almost never right. It's such an odd age because you're like, oh, well, my thirties, but people in their late thirties look down on me, and people in my the late twenties think I'm really old, but I think they're young. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> weird being in that uh, in that that in this early thirties age that I, I don't get too many people that are older than me, like looking down at me necessarily, but maybe they're just not doing it to my face. Oh, like, Oh, you're like a millennial. I was like, yeah, I guess. I don't know. And Oh my God, this is an argument that I have all the time with myself really is cause we are on that border. Like we yeah. could be, and I've done a lot of Wikipedia, like down the rabbit hole research. Where I think that just supports your millennial theory right there. <laughs> is that like '84 that year? Yeah, it considered like the end of Gen X, and yep. I've also read things where it's the beginning of the millennial. Yeah, uh, and I like I kind of get it because for me, even though I lived in more '80s than I didn't. I still d- identify myself as a 90s kid. Yeah, because I don't remember 89. Like, I don't <laughs> remember watching the first episode of The Simpsons or any of that. Like, everything I loved, I actually, it's more of reruns from the eight Stuff from the 80s, I remember more in reruns. Yeah, same here. Uh, save for the things that started in 89, but I, I know what I remember is stuff that aired in the 90s. As, you know, Simpsons, Married with Children. Mm-hmm. Um, Fox, like, essentially, the whole network of Fox. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like that, all that stuff was, um, I remember, remember watching first runs of Married with Children, but it was, you know, obviously in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but, but at the same time, like, I'm so afraid of new technology, uh, now that, that yeah. I'm 30. Like, specifically, not, I should say new technology, new social media, like, and I know Snapchat isn't considered new anymore. No, but, but I'm the, that was the first time I was like, I don't get it. I'm, yep. I'm over it. I'm done. I, 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 it's I stupid. Was, I actually thought that yeah, to myself. Exactly. I used to, uh, I used to work for this, like, um, this consultant company that did marketing and IT consulting. And, um, I, I was the IT consultant and there was a social media person there. The social media person, uh, ironically had the same exact birthday as me, except uh. nine years later. So, you know, I was born in 84. They were born in 93, I think. Yeah, that makes about, sounds about right. Uh, and, and which is like, whenever I think about people born in the nineties, like it, it, it weirds me out that they're adults and not kids because mm-hmm. you should be a kid. Uh, but they're fully grown drinking adults. And, um, she would go on and on about like, you gotta get on Snapchat. Snapchat's awesome. I'm like, no, it's a scary medium. Like it took me 
a long time to like embrace Twitter. Uh, and Twitter's been around, I think, since 06, really. Um, yeah. and, and like I've to the point where like Twitter won me over, like where I prefer that over Facebook. Yeah, me too. Uh, but other than that, like I just don't understand like Instagram. I'm starting to embrace. Um, I've been on and off. I've had, like I have a hot cold relationship with that with that yeah. one. Um, but so, but uh, Snapchat never like that's where I become a Gen Xer and say I don't like your new stuff. I just don't like it. Like I tried it. I just didn't. It, it just wasn't for me. But but I mean yeah. But then what's next? Like I don't know. I didn't like I, Vine either. I thought Vine was kind of dumb. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Vine, I get, I guess, but I, I don't use it. I'd say the newest thing, and I don't know if this counts, the newest thing that's come out social media wise that I, that I, I will use on a very limited basis just because I keep forgetting that it exists is Periscope. Um, yeah, I don't even, I don't even use that. Like, I've had some friends who did like a live podcast on it, and I like jumped on to see it. I was like, why do I want to watch you on my computer talking? Like, I'm such a podcast, I have to be doing something simultaneously. Oh, I don't want to just sit and watch it. So this is where we differ because I um I don't know how much editing you do in your podcasts um but which uh, which by the way we entered the show maybe not much but yeah I go as little as possible uh, yeah I don't do any um I leave all the uhs and ums and whatever oh, yeah, in, yeah. um which is great uh, I think that's the way it should be broadcast out but I always I I link in that to uh, my live broadcasting days. So I'd, I'd venture to say a majority of those nine years that I pod, I've been podcasting, yeah. uh, it was live streaming on um, the the site called Stickcam that has since shut down. And people watched it. Yes. Oh my God. So this uh, is the, the important thing I think that in life that everyone should remember as they get older. Just because you don't like something doesn't make it bad or dumb. And because yeah. like there's so many things I just I don't like that are wildly popular and successful. I'm like. That's stupid. So I, I always keep that in check. And sometimes I have that. I limit my. I find like I kind of limit myself. My own podcast. I'm like, no one's gonna want to listen to that or watch that. And then like you just said, like, oh, people watch it. I'm like, then why don't I just do it? Just because I don't like it. But who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's. But you know what? It was so the audience. I think in a live stream world, and maybe in, same thing with downloads. I'm not a good person to like talk to about demographics. But uh, well, no one knows our, anything. That's the whole secret of podcasting. <laughs> they can tell you what state, and that's it. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, so so Stickcam was a very young audience. Like I would imagine that the average age was probably a, roughly sixteen. Um, so that would kind of grow up to become like the YouTube generation, maybe. Well, so yeah, I guess so because like, when I with all that like Let's Play and stuff, like people watch Let's Play. Like my my thirty six year old brother watches it sometimes. Like Which get, I actually, I actually get. I, I don't watch it myself. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I understand it. I just don't like it. I, I see. That's one of those things where, like, I completely understand it because when I was a kid, there were plenty of times that I didn't mind sitting down next to my buddy as they played a game and just kind of watching it unfold. Yeah. Um. Oh, I hated that so much. See, I, yeah, I, I never minded it, and, and usually it was because like we've always, I've always been more of a, like a role playing game guy, like Final Fantasy and yeah, stuff yeah. like. And um, that was typically a, a generally a, a, at least an interesting story to watch um, unfold. And like, of course, like as the, as you know, usually it was. I remember plenty of summers in my probably I guess preteens and early teens where we'd play Final Fantasy, and it would be literally like, all right, we're we're gonna play. 
I'm going to play today, you're going to play tomorrow, and we literally went back and forth playing different saves and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, I've had the, oh yeah, oh yeah, you're just speaking my entire childhood right there. And um, and eventually, I remember when um, Final Fantasy 3, which is actually Final Fantasy 6, came out on, on Super Nintendo, um, that like that was like for me a game changer. Like that was an amazing, still is an amazing game. And what I really liked about that was it was the first Final Fantasy that incorporated any kind of multiplayer. So when you were in battle, doing doing a battle system, you could um, you, someone else could have a controller and like control. I think one or two people in your party and control what they did, if they attacked, if they healed, whatever. Uh, and then eventually, I think Final, I guess Final Fantasy, I don't know, fourteen is is like what is like World of Warcraft where it's multiplayer. But yeah, yeah. Are you I, excited for the retro gaming thing kind of coming back in full swing? So I'm not. I have kids. I have um, two kids. So so my gaming is way down than it used to be. Um, my my son's four and a half, so he's starting to get into it more and more. So I'm starting to get myself back in. So. I, all like the the retro stuff, like I've kind of noticed here and there through things like Kickstarter or um, uh, I don't know if they still do it, but GOG, G-O-G, goodoldgames.com. Yeah. They they had there was a, I forget I think it was called Treasure Island or something, but they released a few like indie games a year, maybe the, maybe more now. So I've played a few like new retro like eight bit, sixteen bit games and whatnot. But uh, for me, like when I sit down to play a game now. It's honestly like, all right, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna play. Like, I'm a huge fan of Telltale. Um, they, I think, make uh, uh, wonderful games that are all story based, where like you really have to do little anything, and you're just basically watching a story and hitting buttons every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, the Walking Dead is obviously, a, you know, probably the what put them really back on the map is like okay we're gonna make every every franchise you love we're gonna do um so they're the type of games i like to play now because it's very little thought um yeah i hear you yeah it's just and it's and it's fun to get into that world of the walking dead or i'll tell you what back to the future the game from from them uh it really does feel like the fourth movie it's just it's so well done um not as fun to actually play in Mm. in that in the sense of um, that that style of gaming, like it really, that's probably I was, maybe Jurassic Park is even less fun than that as far as playing play <laughs> yeah. considered. But The Walking Dead did a good job at combining story and play. Um, like you could actually like die in The Walking Dead and have to restart the you know from where you left off. Whereas Back to the Future, like you basically walked around until you figured it out. Um, but it was a good story. I, I that's the thing. I like. Uh, and that's like a central theme of, of my podcast is always like good storytelling, which I believe is everything that you do, podcasting, wrestling, video games, whatever, writing, whatever, music, you're telling a story. And as long as it's a good story, I'm, I'm, you got me one. When you said wrestling, you mean like WWF or like wrestling, wrestling? WWF, wrestling. WWF. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I, that, that's what I used to do. I actually, when I'm in my, my little shedio here, I look over to, uh, the left. I have my, my one wrestler mask hanging up that I used to wear. My boots are over there in the corner. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it, it's such a fun, um, I don't, I don't know about watching it anymore because I really don't watch it anymore, but uh, it used to be such a fun thing to watch. It was always a fun thing to do every, once a year, maybe twice a year, I'm always like, 
Oh God, I wish I could. I wish I knew somewhere to go and let's throw the boots on again and get in the ring and just go one more time because it's something that's like just such a fun. You're telling a story. You're 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 putting on a show. It's theater. Uh, yeah, exactly, and, and it's something that. Um, like so, I've done uh, as far uh, you know. I mentioned I've, I used to do live streaming podcasts. I've only done at this point two live, like in a bar or in a you know some sort of setting, like live audience show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting ready to do our third. Well, I don't know when this is airing, so it, we're either getting ready to do our third one or we have already done our third oh, one. I saw that was, what, you're doing that the weekend at Comic Con. Yes, yes. Yeah, it'll be up way after that. Sorry. There's yeah, no, no problem. But uh, yeah, let's so, pretend it went great. <laughs> I'm sure it did because we learned a lot of lessons from the Philadelphia Podcast Festival. Uh, I almost but, went to that too, and for whatever reason, I didn't get to get down there because I've only been uh, to Philly once, and I loved it. And I was like, I need to come back here. And then I saw that. I'll t- you should definitely, definitely come next year. It's usually the end of August that they do the Podcast Fest. Um, this was their fourth year. They're definitely doing it a fifth year. Uh, there was 30 plus shows. Um, and here's what really got me, like really won my heart over. I was, um, on the first weekend on a Sunday at like two in the afternoon. Um, I wouldn't say a packed house, but we were, we were in a bar. I mean, there was a lot of people there. It was the first 20 minutes is me being super nervous because it's the first time I did a live show in like probably nine years. I, I think the last one I did was my first podcast so about nine years ago. Um, and so I was super nervous and, you know, it was, it was a little painful, but we got through it and, uh, and then crushed the rest of the show. But, um, there was, there was only three people besides my co-host, three people there that I knew, um, and, and my guests. So, so like there was a total of what, three, four, five, it's like six people there that I knew everyone else, which we'll say maybe was topped out around 15 to 20 people. Um, I've been told that that's what it was because I really did not pay attention to how many people were there. But um, so that was kind of cool. But that's not what warmed my heart. What warmed my heart is later in the evening, I, I ended up being a guest on another podcast that was there. Like somehow I like I was talking and some dude's like, you, you're going to be a guest on my show. I was like, OK. Um, and after that, like there was like, he had two guests. So the guest on that was on before me, she, I ended up talking to her a little bit. Um, because she, I like, she's like, yeah, I was just a podcast fan. And I walked in because I saw a live podcasting was going on. And like, I like, that's the world we live in now in 2016. And, you know, the, the medium's about 10 years old now by name. Like we live in a world where someone is a fan of podcasts and saw that there was a festival going on free to, free entry and came in and had a good time. Ended up being a guest on the show and that like that warned my heart that like there's people that just want to honestly watch uh, or Damn, support my that's podcast. So cool. God, even like in the last three years I've been doing this or I'm listening for years. I feel like if I brought it up at my job, no one would know what I was talking about. And then just the other day, my boss, who's a I don't know how old she is, but she's definitely under forty, and I hope she never hears this because. But um, <laughs> she out of the blue is like, "Do you listen to podcasts at all?" I was like. That didn't last year. I remember mentioning to someone my age, and they didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. So I think when Obama did WTF, that was like the sea raised. Definitely. I, there, there's there's a couple moments I think that have recently happened in the last. So I don't I don't listen to WTF, which is weird. Like everyone's like, you host this interview show, and you don't. No, I, I feel like that's being like into like. You, are you seem? I'm going to guess you're more of an indie podcast guy. I, now I am. Now I am. Yeah, Within, it, it's turning. It turns once you start to make your own. It turns into that because you check out your friends, and all of a sudden you just don't have time for the big ones. 
Yeah, it, I mean, for the first eight years of podcasting, I, I was literally I listened to mainstream, but my mainstream pretty much consisted of Kevin Smith podcast, Stone yeah. Cold, um, Jericho's podcast. Is yeah, great. wrestlers have some great podcasts. Oh my god, so great, so great. Uh, I, and I, I and I guess I don't know if you can. Smith is mainstream, but then he's not. He's such an oddball to me because he's like so a part of the that world, but then not. I mean, not podcasts like Hollywood. Like he works with Bruce Willis, he works with Tracy Morgan. But then, like, to Hollywood, he's always, like, off to left to center, yeah. which is why I've always admired him, because I'm like, you're like me, but successful. Yeah, yeah, I always, I tout myself as the slightly thinner, less funny Kevin Smith, like, <laughs> I, because I, I, I mean, and it sounds like we both are in the same boat, like, I just, I talk a lot, like, I love to talk. Yeah. It's the reason I started the podcast that I started, um, my buddy Jeff from his podcast, Party One, he, he does a, a tabletop, one-on-one kind of podcast it's a really great podcast i've been a guest before i'm gonna be a guest again uh sometime this year um and but i listened to one of his episodes and he said this really wonderful thing that like struck home for me and and i again stealing from him like he said the reason he started his podcast is because he just wanted to play games with with people that's why i started my show is i just wanted to find people to talk to like You know, it's I love interesting conversations. I mean, I've I think by the time, you know, by the time this airs, we'll roughly say, you know, I'm almost near 50 episodes. Probably I'm definitely past 40. So um, which is like this is probably my third longest running podcast. Um, And it's, it's just it is so much fun to sit down and talk to new and interesting people, even if it ends up being about nothing, which generally is what my show is. It, it It's Seinfeld. Yeah, it is Seinfeld. We sit around. Usually, I try to think. You know, the person comes on and they're a um, a musician. We try to talk about music, but chances are, at some point, we're talking comic books, we're talking Star Wars, we're talking whatever you know, Marvel movies, uh, just because that's what I like to talk about. And you know, we fortunately live in a world where like the mass majority of the people are now nerds. So, Dude, it's uh, so when Kevin Smith directs Flash and talks about a Fat Man Batman, was that not like heaven? When he was, oh my God, him, the inspiration, the true inspiration to everything is awesome. Um, though I, you know, that's why my intros tend to be probably not as long as Kevin Smith intros, but they're still longer. Um, and, um, you know, obviously I, I draw a lot of inspiration from other interview shows as well, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's what made me say I'm going to do originally everything was awesome or everything is awesome was going to be a show about podcasts and it was going to be like, Crew Numer Studios presents, and I was just going to talk to other podcasters. And at that time, over a year, uh, oh, Christ, uh, this show's been that show was in development for two years before I started. Everything is awesome. Oh wow! So um, when uh, actually, I, I, I want to say two years to the day that we started recording. So like almost a little over three years ago, I was like, I'm going to do this podcast where I talk to other podcasters. Three years ago, I didn't know how tight this community was. I, I that's because I was a um, quote unquote, like majors indie listener. Like I listened to the mainstream, um, which was pretty much Kevin Smith. Um, and, and like I said, Stone Cold, uh, Chris Jericho, I forget who else, because I've gone through so many ups and downs with different podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it kind of is, right? You just yeah. rotate. Yeah. But, um, and I guess to, in a roundabout way to, to answer your question about what podcast I'm listening, I listen to like the, Embracing everything is awesome. Embracing like the local podcast scene here in Philadelphia. Embracing like just the indie podcasters out there. Uh, like it is all pretty much indie except for Kevin Smith. Um, I, I, and, and even that, like I gave up a lot of his. Like 
I don't really listen to the uh, Get Old anymore. Um, I just don't have time for it. Uh, and for the most part, it's kind of the same thing every episode. Um, so like that's one that you can listen to like maybe like once a month and you know what every other episode was, you know, surrounding it for about three to four weeks. Um, but, uh, and I, I gave up on a lot of, like I listen to Smodcast still because that's always interesting. I listen to Tell Em Steve Dave because they're just, I think they're better than Smodcast. They're just geniuses over there. Um, and Fat Man on Batman, um, I've been more particular with. I used to listen to every episode, but now I listen to, now, ever since he changed the format to like the YouTube format, um, I, I'm more ch- uh, choosy with which episodes I listen to. Yeah, I'm pretty choosy with that one because I, I like, I, don't know, I love when they do interviews, which they don't do yeah. enough of, I think. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I just, they just, um, I, you know what's weird? I love Kevin Smith, but I actually have become more of a Mark Bernardin fan from listening to that show. He's so fucking yes. smart. Like his, he did a, he did this whole tirade about like not tirade. He did this whole like they're talking about Stranger Things, and he somehow connects it to like Greek mythology. And I was like, oh my god. And Kevin uh, Smith's like, can you do shot? Oh my god, that's why he's a writer. I'm like, yep, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, no, uh, I I I gotta say that um, his shows aside from. Smodcast do a really good job at like shining the light on who the co-host is. I have not listened to Education yet, but they recently, um, him and Andy, whatever, uh, recently did, um, two guest spots on Opie and Jimmy, uh, as guest hosts because they were out of town or whatever. And, um, he re-aired them on Smodcast because Mosier was in Paris or whatever. And oh my god, like listening to him and this dude Andy talk for, you know, two and a half hours, um, was, it was, they, they were doing a podcast on Sirius XM, which Sirius XM, now I don't listen to that, I don't have the subscription anymore, but typically like Howard Stern and Opie and Anthony, like from what I know, they basically do their radio show just in Sirius land. Uh, they're, they're all kind of, well, I, don't know, I know Howard Stern's very anti-podcast. He thinks they're stupid. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of funny. Yeah, and and which is weird because, like... He's totally uh, the godfather. Yeah, like, to me, podcasting is the best of both the, you know, options for radio out there. You, it, it's, it's free, like regular radio, but it's also, as far as a creator standpoint, free... Uh, like serious because you don't have the FCC breathing down your neck. Uh, so I mean, I think podcasting to me is just the ultimate, ultimate medium. And it's, so I, we briefly said how like mainstream it's becoming, you know, with, uh, Barack being on WTF, uh, it obviously being a focal point of Kevin Smith's movies, uh, Tusk. Uh, and I think what really cinched it for me was, um, the first season of Scream on MTV, which I gave a lot of shit about. Like I said, this is going to be awful. They're not going to, they're going to ruin my favorite horror franchise of all time. Uh, and, and they really did actually a wonderful job with it on MTV. Um, and I really enjoyed that first season, but what they did with the Courtney Cox character is they made her a podcaster. And I thought that was really wonderful. I'm like, Oh my God. Like they, they, Oh, and obviously the podcast serial like that, is, yes, yeah, that was the one that just and I didn't listen to the first season until way later. First season was wonderful. I love it. It is. Yeah, I, I listened to season two. I didn't enjoy the second season. I listened to two first, then I went back to one. Everyone liked one so much, and I was just like a snob about it and just didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I did love it, and I mean, I love a lot of this American Life and a lot of the NPR shows that 
that uh, really just – I mean, I listen to them as podcasts or in the car mostly. Yeah, I um, – and, and see, that's the wonderful thing about podcasting is it's becoming easier and easier to listen to it in your car. Like, you know, I both my cars, I can easily hook up my phone through, through Bluetooth or whatever – uh, and listen to my podcast. What I really like, even the the newer cars even kind of stream the titles on there for you. Um, I think there's cars out there that have the uh, have a CarPlay app for iOS. Mm. So, so like there's just such an easy way to listen to podcasts now that aren't just on your phone, or at least they it is on your phone, but they make it easier to listen to in your car, so you're not like wearing headphones. Because three year, two years, hell, even even a year ago, probably. I was listening in my old car. I was listening to podcasts with headphones in while I was driving. I would have it in my one ear as I was driving uh, to play somewhat safe. That's illegal. <laughs> I'm sure it probably had to be, but that's why I didn't wear both headphones. You don't have an auxiliary cord? Uh, I didn't have that port in my old car. Okay, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my old car didn't have that. I mean, I probably could have easily – like I could have gotten one of those FM uh, wireless FM transmitters, but they've always been garbage in my opinion. Like, never, never worked. Oh, my God. The ones for the iPad and you said – the iPod and you said it to a radio station and just never fucking worked. Never fucking worked. Yeah, especially like – and, you know, you travel for work, so you understand. Like when I – I used to travel up and down the East Coast. I, I used oh, to go and yeah. stuff. So like – Driving and like, I, I was lucky enough that some some of it was flying, but regardless, like I was going into a new car in a new city with new you know uh, FM stations, so I'd have to always find a new FM station that worked. But it was always yep. shit, uh, and uh, that's why eventually I just adopted the I'll put one earbud in my one ear yeah, and just yeah. I'll go with that. But yeah, it's so easy to listen to now that like i think that's why it's becoming more and more popular that's why people like at your work or your boss or whatever they know what a podcast is i mean i'd say the vast majority of, of the of the world's population still doesn't know what it is because mm-hmm. i do like my supervisor for instance like when i first started uh, a little over or just under a year ago uh i mentioned something about doing a podcast and like well wait, is that like where you download something on your phone and it's like a talk show but it's not i'm like yeah, it's exactly what it is, actually. Um, so it's it, – yeah, there's still a lot of people that don't know what it is, but I think that's changing with things like like Serial or like getting Barack Obama on your podcast or just it becoming part of pop culture now. I mean – Well, I think it really lends itself, I would even think, to older people if they knew how to use it because like I remember being a kid going to my grandparents and we would just sit around and listen to like the radio. And that's kind of the same thing. It's just like I'm like my grandma would love this if she knew how to use it. Like maybe not my show, but there's a, something out there for her. Like there's tons of radio plays and that old timey stuff that she would love just to sit around and just listen. Uh, and it's funny because us millennials or slash Gen Xers always get shit for having no short attention span. And one of the yeah. most popular things right now is like a long form audio conversation of, of people. Yeah, well, I, it's it, crazy. It's it's weird to me that I I found so many that are like. Called themselves. I, I've always called my show a long form interview show, but it's not at all. Like that I don't. It's not interview at all. Yeah, of course I, not. I bury, I bury an interview in there, and like every now and then, like the, the an interview that I uh, part one interview that I recorded uh, like on Friday, and and part two that I'm, I think I'm recording tonight uh, as of this recording, um, is you know that's a little bit more interviewee, but that's because my guest is older, and like if you get a guest that's older, they're 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 actually not that great. Of a conversationalist, I found. No. no. Oh my God, you're right. I think I saw, my show's only an interview, varying on the if I have to prod the guest to talk the whole time. 
Yes, and like that, like by the end of that first hour, hour and a half, maybe, like I finally got like a good conversation. So I'm hoping that part two leads into that and continues that momentum. Do you abandon um, ship if it's not going well? Uh, I will not go. I'll, I'll try not to go more than an hour. But here's what I can say about um, my all my guests that I've had. Um, for the most part, uh, every single guest has been great. They've been awesome to talk to. I've never had like a bad interview. Even the interviews, I have a couple like .5 shows up that uh, are shorter episodes. The reason they're shorter, I'm going to peel back the curtain right now, is because they, they paid for an interview on Fiverr. Uh, so I, I, and I, so I only do uh, like a 15 minute interview with those cats, but even them, well, like, hold on, I, people will pay you to be on your show. Yeah. I don't, I don't, what the fuck, fuck am I doing wrong? I'm asking I, people for free, like a sucker. Uh, most, okay. So that's, that's not the vast majority. The vast majority are people that have, are very generous with I've their time. I've never heard of that. So you, Neither, can, huh? I gotta go on Fiverr. Yeah. I, I, I was, I'm shocked how many people, like I got like, like this week has like been huge where people are like ordering, ordering, ordering. And like, it's to the point where I'm like, okay, I got to say no to people because like, Hey, I don't want to talk about what you're, what you're, whatever you, it is you want to do because it's just like, like I usually, so my thing is like, you know, in my thirties now, like the shock jockey part of my life is over. Uh, I got kids and, and you know, I, you know, the, the legacy I kind of want to leave behind is not like, that Howard Stern humor. It's, it's, I want to say like super sophisticated, uh, but it's definitely a little bit more sophisticated than that. And even though Howard Stern isn't that anymore either, but no, I mean, Howard is only respected now or now because of of what he does. That's so so different. Yeah. Yeah. He he Uh, gets people to open up. Yeah. And, and that's like, I don't want to say that's not, that's not really what I'm doing. What I'm doing is I'm like, I, I, anyone that's like, Oh, I want to promote my adult theme stuff. I'm like, nah, we're not going to do that. Or if it's just something that I look at it. And if it's something that I don't think I can have an interesting conversation with, like I'm honest with the, like the people on Fiverr, I'll say, listen, you want to do this makeup. You want to promote your makeup. I, I, honestly, I was like, I, I don't, maybe I have an audience for that, but like, I can't make that an interesting conversation. It's a disservice to your product to do this show. Uh, so like, I'm always very honest. And honestly, I, I use that as a forum to find great guests. So like most people book like a 15 minute interview through that. Cause they only want to spend five bucks, which is great. And at least I'd say at least if I've done six, at least three of them, I've said, you know, here's my email address. It, you know, when you're ready to do the show again for the full hour, just email me. We'll skip five. You're not, you know, I'm not going to charge you to do a real interview. Like I want you on the show for the hour to two hours that we, that I normally do. Um, but yeah, there are people out there that are willing to pay to promote their products. And if you don't have, if you're willing to talk about anything, like you'll have people that about anything that will hit you up. Um, I, I totally see the purpose of it. It's, it's merit, but in my head, I'm just like, that's not why I do the show. I, I, I'm the sucker who's really just doing it for fun, human connection. I just wanted to. I only, I, I only try to get people on that I actually think I'll have a fun time talking with, because it's yeah. like this is my time. This is my free time. Yeah. I'm, no, I, and I, I totally agree. And, and yeah. it's, but I also want money. So, yeah. well, <laughs> and so, so if you're like that, and, and maybe you have one, I don't know. But like that's what Patreon's for. Like Patreon is. No, 100- I don't have one, and I, that's another thing. Where I'm like, I don't get it, I, but I don't, and I just don't do it. And I'm like, maybe I should, and I'm kind of lazy. It's I I get it I get it I just don't uh, and I we have one for our show uh, I just don't promote it properly I guess and, and because at the end of the day like it's not like 
like you said, my concern isn't making money necessarily or even breaking even because as any podcaster knows, like chances are you're, you're, you're in the hole a couple hundred dollars every year. At least I am a couple, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you to know, me it's, it's just a hobby, you know, and then anything else is gravy. Yeah, and that's what like that's so great about like doing the live shows is that like it's such an awesome like luckily like I haven't had to pay to do any of my live shows yet where you know I wouldn't even I'd be like fuck that it's not worth it I I would be so I'd be willing to do it if, if well like if, pay and then sell tickets like a musician yes. yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly or a comedian or whatever yeah um and but like it's so and and I don't who I'm thinking this episode might be out before November so if it is like we are we're already booked for November 17th to do um a show in another show in Philly um at the uh at Bridge Set Sound on South Street just down the street from Tattooed Moms if you if you're from the Philly area uh and, and you're familiar with South Street uh it's at 8 p.m. on November 17th it's a I think it's a Thursday the third Thursday of the month um, so like a week before Thanksgiving and, and, uh, it's really cool. Like, I'm really excited that, that that's where I am now in my career that is that like, not only am I like, did I book one live show, but within 24 hours, like the, the guy, the one guy that was running the sound there emailed me like, and said, here's your, here's your show file and stuff. Hey, I'm thinking about doing something at my shop. Would you be interested in putting on your show there? And like, Especially at, at the end of my show, feeling like like it wasn't that great because I'm really down on myself a lot when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like it was just it was great to have someone say we want you to do it, and then like to find a way to get myself booked in New York. Um, it's the only live show I've been turned down for, or at least been ignored about, is uh, the DC Podcast Fest. Um, I never even a- thought to submit myself. You're like giving me all this hope, man. I, oh, so I, I, oh, and to go back to the Philly podcast, so for the fifth annual one, I not only do I recommend you coming down and checking it out, uh, I would it, it does not hurt you to apply for it, even though you're in uh, Connecticut. The the purpose of it is is for Philly podcasters, but I know for there, I'm almost positive that we've had that they had a couple that were outside of the Philadelphia area come in, uh, and not just like from the greater Philadelphia area, like Jersey and stuff. Like, I think there were people that came in from even further distances. Um, I mean, the, the, their goal, they had over 30 shows this year, like I mentioned earlier, and their goal is, I think, to get over 40 shows next year. Damn. Uh, so what, what's so, Philly like? Because it's kind of had a bad rap in the past, but I watched <laughs> a Ber- Anthony Bourdain, one of his Bourdain shows about it, and I'm like, I need to go back there. I think it was the layover, so he did like one day in Philly or whatever, and it looks so dope. I am um, so so I'm a, a, in the suburbs of Philly. I, yeah. I've never been. I've never lived in Philly. Uh, parts of Philly that I really love. That you know, in my twenties, I wish I would have lived in. Um, but uh, I I enjoy the Philly. When I say Philly, I always mean my area too. Um, so the area that I live in, including the city, is here's why I love it. Here's why it's great. I'm about two hours from anywhere cool that you want to go to. I can get. Philly within an hour. I can get to the shore within an hour and a half. I can get to DC with really good traffic in about two hours. I can get to New York in really good traffic in about two hours. If I take the train, it's going to be two hours. So I can get to all these cool landmarks that are, you know, a distance away in under two hours or about two hours, give or take. So that's why I love Philly in general is that I can just, you know, go anywhere that's kind of like big historical areas. Uh, in under two hours or fun places to go to in under two hours. Philly itself, I think is great. Like, uh, 
I've been to South Street now twice in my life. Once years and years ago for uh, St. Uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend when uh, we we thought that we were there for like the like there was a bus that came and took you from bar to bar. Uh, we were we they were there the weekend before or something. Or they were yeah they were there the weekend before because St. Patty's Day fell on a Thursday and me and my buddy took off from work and went down on St. Patty's Day itself and ended up walking around. We walked around South Street and at some point we got to a place where we didn't recognize and I called my uncle who is really you know more familiar with Philly and I said what intersection is that and he said turn around and run, uh, which was really kind of a cool experience to be like okay well I'm in the shitty part of Philly let's let's get out of here. Um, to, to go like this year, uh, and have the flip experience of that, like the, the hipper part of South Street is where Tattooed Moms is, Bridget Sound. Oh, got like gentrified? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just really a cool place. Uh, I really enjoy doing the show there. Like, it's, if I lived in the city, I would totally hang out on South Street or at least that part of South Street. Um, I like my favorite favorite spot in Philly is uh, this little section called Maniunk. Um, it's just it's it's still very city like, but it, it's it's I don't know it's not suburbs, but it's it's not true on city. Uh, there's a lot of cool little spots to go to and drink. Um, there uh, there's this thing called Bike Race Sunday that happens. Uh, I think it's the first or second weekend of every June. Uh, and it's like right on Main Street in um, in Maniunk that happens. I used to go there every year because my uncle lived there. He lived like you could walk out of his house and walk one block down the street uh, to watch the the racers come down, and the whole neighborhood got into it. Like the, you, I I can't tell you how many backyards I randomly went into and drank and played beer pong or flip cup or whatever. Like it, it's it's those areas of Philly that I adore because everyone's just it's such a tight. Uh, knit community. That's awesome. Because I, I live in Providence, which was kind of like, and it, it's gone through its renaissance. And I never really came here, and it wasn't nice. And it's it's and uh, and I know Philly too. It's like a big food. We're big. I'm big, my wife and I are big foodies, so I'm always like, that's I'm like, I want to go to Philly. All the food restaurants look awesome. Like they have yeah. a sick restaurant scene. More than <laughs> just cheesesteaks, which I also fucking love. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's tons of good stuff here in Philly. Um. I, uh, in fact, I was, I forget who I was talking to, um, but they, I mean, they were saying that, in fact, there's just too many restaurants. Like, there's just new things opening up left and right, and it's causing, like, some other spots to close down, and then eventually they close down. And, um, but I mean, I, yeah, I love, I, I'm a, I'm a big food guy too, and that's part of my problem, uh, is why I'm, I'm starting to get to be the, as fat as Kevin Smith. Uh, well, he lost but, all that weight. Yeah, I'd actually venture to say we're probably pretty close in weight now because I weighed myself the other day and I was, I was, uh, 243, which is the heaviest I've been in my life. Uh, and I was like, oh my God, like I need to, like I'm, I'm drinking water for like the first time, like on a regular basis in about <laughs> two years now. Um, to, to hopefully drop some, a little bit. Of, I want I want, I'm wondering how much weight I can drop in about four days, uh, for this New York show. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited for. Um, did you ever listen to Fat Man and Batman when he had Lisa Kudrow on? I had to have, but I, it's it a long time ago. But Kevin yeah. Smith is a fan of like a like a cult TV show called The Comeback that she made. Yes, I, yes, yes, which one of my favorite comedies. But like Kevin Smith, I love him because he's actually as much of a fan of things yes. as as I am of him and some of the stuff he's done. So I just kind of love that about 
people. I forgot. I forgot where this all went. So I'm sorry. No, that's fine. That's fine. I'm sure you're used to that. I'm sure there was a reason I said that. Yep, yep. That's that's the definition of my show. Yeah. <laughs> I know there was a point. I don't know what sure it was. Sure, was great. Kevin Smith's great. I've I've. I actually have to try really hard because I've used to have people on where we would just start talking at an end, which I love. But then people would very kindly and some not would be like, well, you started talking about this thing and then you never got back to it. And I kind of wanted to hear about the thing they're here for. It's like, oh, yeah. Like sometimes you have someone coming on to promote something and they don't yeah. actually talk about it. And once yeah. in a while I've gotten some not so nice emails from a publicist before. I'd be like, mm. <laughs> and that's one of the things that like when so so for instance um going back to me doing fiverr interviews like when people have an actual product to promote it's if hard it's, i don't i uh, i was I, I just had to do one of the i chose to do one of those recently and it went okay it just didn't go i haven't listened to it again i don't feel like it went as well as i wanted to and it wasn't the person's publicist set it up so i think they were like thinking they needed to talk about their product and i kept trying to veer the conversation away from it and okay. i'm sure people will like it but it just didn't go the way i thought it could have yeah it's for me like i one of the things i love about fat man on batman or at least the early days of fat man on batman it was is there no one was there to to promote anything like not one person was there to promote whatever comic book they were working on at the time or whatever project they were working on at the time they were there to talk about their love of, of batman and and why yeah they are where they are today because of batman so so everything is awesome the original concept was for me to talk to other podcasters and not necessarily promote their podcast but to talk about um just you know, podcasting in general. And, and that's now grown to like, let me talk to, like I, t I thought I'll, t I'll literally talk to anyone. Um, as long as like you, there's like very little few rules I have. Like as long as you're basically not like a hate monger, like I wouldn't interview Donald Trump for instance. I like, he is someone that is like to me a hate monger. I would well, not. I mean, besides you being right, it just wouldn't even be good. You know what I mean? Like someone like that, um, not because he's a human piece of garbage as well, but like just like he's just going to dominate the entire like I, that personality type that's just going to dominate the conversation and talk, and you're going to sit back and you're not like it's just not going to be fun for you unless yeah. I'm being paid. I'm like. I don't think I'm going to talk to Donald Trump and fucking get like, gotcha, I told you you're a fucking racist, bigot, asshole, Nazi. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm too, I'm terrified to go to parties. Who'd be kidding? I'm just be like, uh-huh. Okay, sir. So uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and it's, uh, I will interview any, like, celebrity. Obviously, my show's not there yet. Like, I've talked to one uh, who I consider a celebrity. I've talked to one famous person. I've talked – well, that's not fair. I, I, let me apologize because I just installed a whole bunch of guests who are like like actors and stuff, and I apologize. You are all famous in your own right. Yeah, fame is a weird thing, right? Like there's yeah. – Kevin Smith's famous, but he's not. Like my parents don't know who he is. Yeah. I The people that uh, I just insulted that I'm apologizing to, I don't count you in this category because I've known you before – uh, my podcasts, and I've known you for a long time. Well, who's your famous person? Uh, the the famous person, or at least my big get, the person who I admire. Uh, I, I I don't I don't know if I want to put a label as far as a number on it, but I'd, I'd venture to say probably the person I admire the most, if I had to pick one of the three, was Erin McGathy from This Feels Terrible. Um, oh, I, she's not. See, I don't consider her famous, but I know who she is. She's yeah. big in that world. But yeah, yeah. How did you you got her on your show? Yeah, she's she's big in a, in the podcasting world, big in in like live performance. She was um, married to Dan Harmon at one point, or something. For eleven months. Yeah. Oh, um, really? Cause I don't. I didn't follow it, but they. 
divorced? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or, I mean, it's, I don't know if it's finalized yet, but yeah, they got divorced, uh, or, or separated at the very least. I mean, she, li- she lives in Ireland now. From uh, what I knew about her, I've always kind of felt bad. <laughs> I, I like love community and stuff, but Dan Harmon does not seem like a well man. Uh, he's funny. I mean, there's another mainstream podcast that I have not taken off my, uh, my list yet, but I just haven't had time to listen to it. Uh, but it, it's one that because they, like, they had a lot of fun with their D and D stuff. I really enjoyed Harmontown, but yeah. that's kind of taking a backseat. So it's, it's hard to, to enjoy it. Um, but that's how I was introduced to Aaron McGathy. Um, and, and I was actually, so, so during that time I, I started listening to this feels terrible, but, she was like engaged or married to Dan at the time. And the show, it, the, the, what I'll call the, the post or the pre-divorce Aaron McGathy, um, and, and the post Dan Harmon, Aaron Mc, or mm, post meeting Dan Harmon and dating him and pre-divorce, that era of this feels terrible, uh, was I think sporadic, but also like, it just, it, it, I listened to one episode and maybe I just wasn't ready to be listening to long form interview yet or long form conversation, but it just, it didn't like sync with me. Mm. How did uh, you get it on your show? So, oh, it's, it's so simple. <laughs> Fucking, I went to her website and just filled in the contact form and she emailed me back and said, sure. And then I worked with, um, whoever, you know, her person that was doing the booking to get her scheduled. It took like maybe two or three weeks to get scheduled and, uh, <laughs> It was, it was that simple. And, and I told her, I was like, you've set me up for failure now because I'm just going to assume everyone's going to say yes. Yeah. Nope. Uh, and nope. Even nobodies will say no. And that's okay. I'm a nobody. Uh, but, yeah. but yeah, I, it's a weird thing. I think one of the weirdest ones I think I've ever had was I got, um, he's not famous by any means, but his name is Mike, Michael Price, but he is a writer and executive producer for The Simpsons and he co-created FS for Family for Netflix. Okay. Literally I asked him on Twitter. He said, sure. And we set it up in a week. That's not fair. <laughs> That's cool. And, and I've so um, it's it's actually as the date of us recording this your show, uh, I'm a week, almost a week late in posting episode 37. But episode 37 is hopefully by the time this airs is up and ready to go. Um, that was supposed to be my episode with Kevin Smith. I, I wanted to do a, an interview with Kevin Smith. How did and, you get Kevin Smith? Oh, no, 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 no. I said I wanted to interview Kevin Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Going back to the whole setting up for failure that Aaron McGathy did by saying yes, um, he didn't say no, but I I found a couple contact uh, emails that just – I didn't get a response. I didn't get a response on Twitter, and of course, like, when I – like, I – I planned – like, I I got ready to send the tweet out, and, like, the day before I sent it – he he like quoted somebody who was like insulting him while promoting their podcast and he said if you don't insult me through twitter like have me on your podcast just ask me to be on your podcast and i'll be on your podcast i was like god damn it now everyone's gonna ask him on twitter to be on his podcast on their podcast and he's just gonna ignore everybody um and i don't know if he i don't know what happened with that but i finally found like i think a decent inter- uh uh email to contact him at uh and i just never got a response which is fine like I get it. Like I emailed him uh, in like mid August while he's getting ready to go and shoot the flash and he, you know, promote yoga hosers and shoot Supergirl and stuff. So like, I know, I knew it was a long shot. 
so what I did instead is, um, and I actually have to sit down and re-record it because I'm not, things have changed, but like I sat down and, and kind of just recorded myself talking about Kevin Smith for an hour and talking about his movies. And Yeah, that's been popular. I've been seeing a lot of people doing that. I know, and that's like, I saw that too. I was like, God damn it, everyone's literally doing this. Like, if I posted my episode first, it would, like, it would have been the first one to do it, but I, um, my, uh, long story short, my, my uncle's going through, like, this, this battle of cancer. Oh, sorry to hear that. Thank you. And, um, and he is, uh, I give a lot of credit to Kevin Smith for being the person, you know, for making me the person I am now as far as, like, a, a performer or a talker or whatever. But, like, truthfully it's my uncle like my uncle i am my uncle like you know i not only do i look like him i act like him uh, and like if it wasn't for my uncle i would not know who kevin smith i'm sure i would have found kevin smith later but like my uncle when i was i want to say it was like 90 probably around 95 or 96 uh, he he put clerks on for me so i was 12 years old 11 or 12 years old and uh i didn't get it then but like i i i became a kevin smith fan through my uncle and so so like kevin smith means a lot to me um you know especially now that like i'm older and i'm going you know my uncle's going through this and and whatnot and you know uh so i sat down and and you know and recorded it like at a particular time where my my uncle was going through like bad like it was bad and now that like i just wasted time to get it posted mainly because I was going to visit my uncle and stuff like things are on the upswing. So like, all right, well now I'm feeling like I'm, I'm a little dis- disingenuous and, and I need to re-record it, um, which I'm planning on doing tonight, hopefully. But so episode 37 is not supposed to be you guys feeling bad for me and my family though. Please send pe- positive thoughts and prayers and whatnot. But uh, it's just supposed to be an homage to Kevin Smith and, and it turned into something else. So that's why I'm re-recording it. So you haven't gotten Ken Smith on your show yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. And, and the other option I had for that was to skip 37 altogether and just go straight to episode 38 and kind of save that. Like what like he did for episode 66 of Batman, Fat Man on Batman. They skipped it until they got Adam West on. And then they the Adam, the Adam West episode was episode 66. I thought about doing that. And I just – I'd rather I – mean, even though I'm late in posting it, I'd rather kind of have it and just – you know, except that right now in the moment, like, I don't know if it's, I, I don't want to call it a failure, but in the moment, like, I didn't get Kevin Smith on, but here's why Kevin Smith, despite him not responding, still means a lot to me. Uh, yeah. I just, he, good luck getting him, but that's just such a. Oh, yeah. I, I He's just I, a busy guy. Yeah. It's going to be something that it, and well, you know what's, so. It's your white whale. Look, look, it took Mark Marin like years to get Lauren Michaels. So he had to get Obama first. So I mean, it, it could happen. Just make that yeah. your white whale. Yeah, I mean, I, and, and I'm, I personally think it will happen one day, uh, because I, I feel really good about my show. I feel like I'm doing great things with it. I'm, you know, doing the live shows have been really fun. Um, and I just, I feel like that I'm getting the, like, there's positive attention towards it. Uh, every month, I'm not a big numbers guy when it comes to to podcasting, but like every month, my number. Because if we were, we all would have quit by now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like every month, I see that number is a little bit better than the month before. So like, I'm like, all right, I'm doing something right. Like everything's going in a positive direction. It's definitely not not the height of my podcasting career. Like you yeah, know, it's when such I such an ebb and flow too, right? Like I mean, yeah. it's weird. Like you get those good weeks and months, and then nothing, and vice versa. And yeah. there's no rhyme or reason. Um, yeah. So we're hitting the hour mark. So obviously you got to come back on because I think yeah. we could talk forever. But um, 
where can people find you online? I know we kind of talked throughout your podcast, but I know you're a writer and a bunch of other stuff. So if you yeah, want to so, do a quick plug. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll drop three places that are probably the best place to, to find me and some of my stuff that I do. Uh, biggest place is me on Twitter, at ThatNerdyKev. Um, that's, you know, I spent a lot of time on Twitter talking, so hit me up there. Um, awesomepodcast.com is my podcast. Everything is awesome. Uh, and it's basically, as I said earlier in the show, it is, let's chat, but not as good. Like, it's me sitting around talking to people. Um, and, uh, the third place I'll drop on you, uh, that I'm kind of promoting right now is, um, nerdykev.com. Uh, right now it's just a, it's just a thing about cancer, but it's going to be where you get all the updates about me writing and stuff. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, do my first novel. I'm trying to do my first, I don't know if it's my screenplay, first screenplay proper, but I'm working on something for, um, that's kind of related to the screening of Once Upon a Time, the rock opera that, uh, was that, that my live New York show followed. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's about it. Awesome, man. Uh, I'm going to just hit stop.